welcome to the Life, Living It and Loving It podcast. I'm your host Gordon Doan and today we're going to be talking about the Hulk. But before we jump into all of that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So hopefully everybody's looking forward to the weekend and everybody's had a great week so far and we're going to end the week strong. This week I've had a few days off which is really nice. Uh, spent a bit of time um, for myself which is really nice. Spent a little bit of time working on my fish tank which is nice. Uh, I don't talk about my fish tank a lot on the podcast. I tend to uh, talk more about snow but I have a tropical uh, aquarium uh, that I look after in my house which is really cool. Um, I, I enjoy spending time um, uh, maintaining the tank so it's quite good to be able to spend some time cleaning the filters and uh, trimming the plants and, and getting everything looking nice and tidy again. I was able to get out to an aquatic shop. I've kind of been um, sort of isolating just to make sure I don't catch anything but I needed a trip to pick up some chemicals for the tank and um, to pick up a few other bits and bobs. I was able to find some assassin snails which is which was uh, very good because my uh, tank was becoming overrun with little snails. Um, assassin snails eat the larva I believe or the eggs of other, other snails so they crawl through the kind of um, uh, substrate at the bottom of the tank uh, soil and uh, eat the snail eggs so that uh, they don't grow it anymore because I have more than enough as it is. I, I didn't intentionally put the snails in. They must have uh, caught a ride in when I was putting some new plants in previously and they seem to have multiplied. They keep, they, they're really good at keeping the uh, algae out of the tank but they uh, look a mess. There's, a, there's a, hundreds of them in there now so um, looking forward to being able to clean those up so hopefully the snail, the assassin snails will help clear up the other snails uh, which will be good so uh, looking forward to seeing the progress of those in a few weeks time uh, the guy in the shop reckoned it would take uh, a month or so before I noticed seeing a difference with the volume of snails that I have but uh, fingers crossed that that starts to work soon so uh, this weekend I will be hopefully be getting out for a run looking forward to some nice weather we've had a lot of rain here where we are hopefully uh, you've had a bit drier or still been able to get out regardless of the rain um so we've been uh, not not being outside as much with the with the bad weather not that it bothers snow too much once we're out and she's wet she's uh, quite happy to run around and play around especially in uh, puddles or, or lakes uh, she loves a good swim so um, she'll splash around in most things so she loves it once we're out it's uh, me, myself, uh, getting myself out in the rain. Once I'm out, it's fine. It's just getting the motivation to get out into the rain uh, to, uh, is, is the thing. So uh, hopefully it'll be a bit drier this weekend. Already noticing the longer days and the brighter evenings, which is really nice. And that's making a big difference. I think um, it's affecting my mood. So I'm starting to feel uh, a little bit happier with the uh, evenings instead of the long, dark days. As thing, things are starting to get a bit lighter, which is always nice. So this week uh, I wanted to talk about the Hulk and, and the reason why I wanted to talk about the Hulk is because the Hulk uh, typically he destroys things, uh, you know, he smashes things and breaks things and some of us, uh, you know, we all have times where we feel like the Hulk where we want to smash, Hulk smash and uh, break things so we, we, we often have times like that and I think that the trick is trying to balance those out so those are few and far between or hopefully uh, not, not not very often and uh, we kind of balance out our moods and, uh, and manage our energy as such. So we kind of want to be as l less destructive, as, l as little destructive as possible um, 
and and make sure that we're constructive rather than destructive and and there's a lot of ways that we can be destructive without even realizing it so we can be um, destructive to ourselves we uh, you know with our negative self-talk you know if we c catastrophize when we're thinking things through when we're planning things if people come up with ideas and we always kind of run to the worst case scenario you know it's always good for planning to know what the worst case scenario is but if you kind of dwell on that and kind of push that as the the, the thing that's going to happen the most you know you, you usually bring about what you talk about the most and what you put your energy into it so you often will find that those catastrophes come come about if you spend a lot of your time talking about it or focused on that uh, put your energy into focusing on that instead of focusing on uh, other positive things you know I take, um, I use the example of my golf, you know, I'm, I've never been a great golf player, um, still still not a great golf player, but I enjoy the game. But if, if I'm starting on a tee, if I'm on a hole and there's a lake on one of the sides, for example, you're trying to hit down the fairway and say the, go uh, the golf course has a lake running down the right hand side of the hole, for example, if you focus on the lake, and uh, and I find this a lot, if I spend my time saying, I, I, as long as I don't hit it in the lake, as long as I don't hit it in the lake, I will hit it straight into the lake. And until I focus on something else, I will continue hitting the ball into the lake. Uh, you know, I've sat before and hit three balls straight into the lake uh, because that's where my focus is. That's where my intention is. So even though I'm thinking, don't hit it into the lake, don't hit it to the lake, I'm not thinking hit it onto the fairway. So my mind is naturally more zoned in to where the lake is. So that's where my ball is going to go and go go and end up. And usually if I get into that rut where I hit three or four balls straight into a lake or into a woods or into a bunker or whatever it is, I, uh, you know, you ha I have to take a moment and refocus and say, right, stop thinking about hitting it into the lake think about where I actually want to hit it. I want to hit it onto the fairway. Uh, you know, I've been hitting it right, so I want to aim for the left-hand side of the fairway. Let's aim there, and then that should get us at least further towards the hole than, and stop losing balls. Um, so if you focus then on the fairway, forget about the lake, push that out of your mind, and then you still might not hit a great shot, but at least it's not going to be in the lake. So. That's the, that can be really destructive if we're focusing our inner self-talk on those negative things and we're focusing on that catastrophizing. We've really got to stop that. That can be really destructive. That can be really destructive for other people too as well. You know, I've seen I've seen um, parents with their kids. Uh, my parents, uh, my, you know, my mum particularly, she, she very much enjoys catastrophizing as I've talked about on, on the podcast several times. Um, you know, so it, it can be demoralizing um, when you're tr kind of excited about something and all somebody else can do is talk about the worst case scenario, you know, regardless of whatever the chances are of that happening is. So you can be demoralizing for other people by doing that catastrophizing. So um, as long as you know that that person's kind of thought about the worst case scenario, they kind of planned for it and you know that their focus is right and true. Um, you kind of got to be careful with that word and be careful that we don't smash, Hulk smash their uh, their hopes and their dreams or their moods. You know, it can be very easy to change somebody's mood just with a few sentences um, because of the way you're looking at things. So we've got to be careful of that. That, that can be really destructive, not only for yourself, but for other people as well. Um, you know, I think words are very powerful um, a very powerful tool, you know, the, what is it, the pen is mightier than the sword is the famous saying. And I think a lot of people fail uh, to realise that or realise the importance or the significance of that. 
you know, there's over a million words in the English language. Uh, on average, I think the person, average person, use uh, knows about twenty thousand different words and uses approximately two thousand different words a week. And normally, you speak about sixteen thousand words a day on average. Um, I've read a, I've read an article on that, and um, those, those stats are really interesting to me. So, if you speak sixteen thousand words a day, that's sixteen thousand times you've got to influence yourself and somebody else and i say yourself even when you're speaking to other people so forget about your kind of inner self-talk for the moment that we'll put that to one side but even if you're talking to other people um you know if you say something often enough um, for example if you say oh i'm not very good at that i'm not uh let's use an example um uh, say uh you want to your friends going out running and they want you to come out running with with them and you and you say to them oh i'm not a runner even though you've never tried it before you've not tried it in years um, you know, you keep saying to them, oh, I'm not a runner, and they ask you, and I'm not a runner. And, and you kind of, at first, you say it because you, you don't feel like doing it that day or you're, you're too busy and you, and you kind of want to get out of it. But you keep repeating that and you you will believe it often enough. That's a really bad example, but if you keep saying the same thing over and over again, even it's, if it's to other people, even if at the beginning you know that that's not true to yourself, you're kind of saying it, like I say, to get out of doing it, Maybe you don't particularly want to, you don't feel like it, or you've got other things to do and you're trying to be polite, so to kind of find a polite way to turn that person down. You can start believing that yourself, and you think, oh, I can't go running because I'm not a runner. Whereas, obviously, everybody uh, can run, so or most people can run, um, so... We can we can get out and do that, and you know I can we can use that exact you know a million other examples of that, but that 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 language that you use can affect yourself even when you're not speaking to yourself when you're speaking to other people. So it's important to bear that in mind. Obviously, your words impact other people as well. So you've got sixteen thousand opportunities each day to positively impact somebody else's life. So instead of breaking somebody down or knocking somebody down, you know, we can use our words to build people up and be positive uh, and bring joy to people's lives, bring help, bring and help support people. You know, I, I find a lot of people, I was speaking to a friend the other day who was is looking to move house and they, they had found a property um, that they were interested in and they were super excited about the property. They kind of gave me a call and sent me a link to the property and a load of stuff. And um, I was really excited for them. And I kind of spoke to them the next day and said, oh, how's it going? I, they were talking to their parents to uh, kind of talk it through because they wanted their advice as well. Um, and and they, they kind of were less excited, which was, uh, and I said, oh, what, what's happened? And they said, oh, I was talking to my dad and he said that this would need doing, this would need doing. And we kind of knew that, but we just kind of been, you know, it's kind of, you know, we're focused on that now and it kind of not feeling as great about the property. So maybe we'll look for other properties that don't need that work doing. And I said, well, you knew that that work needed doing, didn't you? And they said, yes. So they, your dad's not really told you anything new. No. Okay. So we've just got to kind of put their feelings to one side because maybe that's not the property for the people who have been negative. Um, you know, but is, is it a property for you? Um, is, is it something that you like? Is it in the right area? Is it, you know, do you, can you see yourself living in it? If, you know, I'm not trying to persuade you to buy it. I'm not trying to persuade you to find somewhere else. I'm obviously impartial. I don't, don't really has, have any impact on me. But if, if you like it, then you shouldn't not like it now because somebody else doesn't like it kind of thing. So that's how 
major your words can be and the impact that your words can have on other people. It can affect where people move. It can affect major life decisions, you know, Uh, and it might be just a comment that you make in passing. You hadn't really thought about it. You just kind of gave your opinion on something offhand and not realised that that could be fairly destructive and change somebody's attitude or view on a particular topic. So we've got to be careful about that. And uh, again, we kind of avoid that Hulk smash of unintentional consequences. So it's just something to bear in mind. So we've got those 16,000 opportunities every day to, to change people's lives for the better. When... The Hulk changes, or when Bruce Banner, I think, uh, is the character called, when he changes into the Hulk, he kind of blacks out, doesn't he, when you look back at the cartoons, not the not the recent Marvel films. He kind of blacks out and he kind of wakes up and realised he's done a whole load of damage and he's left kind of a wake of destruction behind him. And sometimes we do that, and, and sometimes we do it intentionally, and sometimes we do it unintentionally. And we have to kind of reduce the amount of damage we leave in our wake because clearly that's not a great thing to be doing. But we really have to reduce the amount of times that we kind of wake up from our days and we, we've, you know, destroyed, left something broken behind us. We've destroyed something, whether that's somebody's um, mood for the day, we've, you know, we've upset somebody's mood or whether it's, um, you know, physical physical stuff in terms of, uh, you know, we went into work today, we were a bit angry, so we didn't put our best in. Uh, so you go home and you realise, actually, I could have made more um, headway on that project today. We could have got further on with the delivery of a project. We could have um, improved our customer engagement. Whatever it is you could have been working on, you think, oh, my, my kind of anger, my mood kind of got in the way and, and I could have done a lot more. And then you kind of look back and think, oh, I kind of wasted that day worrying on on the the wrong things or spending my energy on on the wrong things. And we've kind of got to try and reduce that. So we've kind of got it's that self that ability to self assess. And I think that that is one of the biggest skills um, to to help with not only being happy and living that life that we love, but being successful as well. And however you measure success. I think that ability to self-assess is really key and is really important because if you can realise actually my mood's getting in the way of things, you can do something to change your mood, you can take a break, go and do something that's lift, going to lift your mood, going to uh, cheer you up a bit and change your attitude for the rest of the day and, and you're going to make more progress as a result of that and get more done and feel better once you've done more as well because sometimes when we're in that uh, negative mindset when we're in that uh, kind of days uh, that we've got our kind of nose down on the grindstone and we're just in the zone working all the time you know we, we we wake up in the days you know have you ever driven somewhere and kind of got halfway there and kind of thought to yourself oh I don't really know how I got here it's because you've been on autopilot uh, and uh, which is good in a way um, because you kind of, you know, you've you've made a habit that you can routinely do without thinking about it too much. Um, but the other side of that is, you know, it increases the risk of accidents, etc. Um, because maybe you're not possibly you're possibly not taking as much care and attention as you would otherwise. And it's the same with everything else, whether that's uh, work or whether that's your health and fitness or whether it's with your relationships with your partner, with your kids, with your parents, with your friends, whatever it may be. 
we've got to kind of remove ourselves or try to avoid slipping into continual habits especially the bad habits and um, you know we want to replace those bad habits with good habits but even when we're on good good habits we need to make sure that we're not driving on autopilot all the time because we don't want to wake up from a daze and th- and think oh we've been doing this it's the right process and then realize that actually something's changed and that's no longer working and we've kind of realized that actually we're we're a lot further away from our goals or we've gone out of business or partners left us or or whatever it may be you know you've lost a friend or you've not talked for a while because you kind of put that on autopilot and let let that go and you've woken up from this days like the hulk does and realized oh and everything's not like i started when i when i when i started this journey things were different so how did it change how did it get to this and where are we so if we kind of pay attention and and do that self-assessment on a regular basis it's going to help us make sure that we stay out of those dazes. It's going to make sure that we're aware of the impact we have on others. It's going to make sure that we stay present. And, and by staying present and in the moment, we're going to enjoy life a lot more. We're going to live that life that we love. We're going to help be able to help other people. We're going to be able to deliver additional value to other people as well. So it, it's really key. And I think that if we can master that self-assessment, which is really going to take us to the next level. So how do we master that self-assessment you know it can be really difficult to be uh, truly honest with ourselves about things whether that's about um, how you're working whether whether you work for somebody else or whether you work for yourself you know uh, what you're doing are, are you doing your job to the best of your ability whatever your job is um, are you doing it to the best of your ability are you delivering at 120 or are you just giving 75 percent effort um, in your relationships are you putting all the effort in there that you should be are you, are you keeping things fresh um, are, you, are you doing different activities you know especially during lockdown it can be challenging to do that so we need to make sure that we put some effort in, and energy into that as well uh, uh, so and and being able to look honestly at that you know quite often you know and and through no desire to do harm we just we, we lie to ourselves sometimes and say yes i'm doing my best i'm doing my best but when you sit down and really think about it you know quite often with my coaching clients when when they're kind of complaining that something didn't go right and they did their best and and i kind of start asking a few questions around why what did you think you would be doing and how did you actually do it and uh, and they say oh actually that didn't quite match and i didn't quite work the way i thought i would i should have done this and i should have done that and, it, and it's just that ability to self-assess. So sometimes it can be really difficult to um, realize that you're lying to yourself or, or, or kind of warping your own truth, creating your own truth, putting the stories around it. Um, it can be really difficult to identify that. Sometimes a coach or a friend is, is a good way to help you with that. Um, but, but being able to, to honestly look at what you're doing and, and say, yes, this is the best I can do, or actually I could do it differently, is is a really valuable skill to have and learn. Uh, And sometimes, you know, it it can be disappointing if you look and you honestly say, actually, I I didn't do my best. I could have done more or I could have done stuff differently. Um, I kind of didn't challenge myself enough. I kind of set a goal and and kind of worked towards it and then kind of petered out because I lost the energy, uh, you know. So, um, you know, it can be really challenging and sometimes disheartening. So that's why a coach can be really useful because they can have those conversations with you in a really positive way. They can kind of say, yes, yes, we've done, we've done this. We kind of let the energy peter out. 
but how are we going to fix that? Let's put a plan together to, to help resolve that and make sure that that doesn't happen again. And then they could work through that with you uh, and keep tweaking that plan, keep tweaking um, uh, kind of the resolution of that and help you with that self-assessment. So that's really something worth considering. Um, other ways to do self-assessment, you know, obviously you can get friends and family to kind of review your processes, your relationships, etc., and help you uh, with specific items uh, that, that you might be worried about. That can be really useful to get a, a kind of an impartial eye on stuff but be careful some you know some friends um, don't mean any harm by it but they'll kind of be yes friends and kind of give you the answer that you want to hear rather than the answer that you need to hear uh, that can be a little dangerous but uh, you know if, if you kind of be honest with your friends and say look i need your need your honest opinion here so don't just kind of sugarcoat it for me don't say that you think this is great when when it really isn't because that's not doing either of us any help um, you know make it clear that you want that honest uh, feedback to help you improve and and most people will then do that that shouldn't be a problem so there's a, there's another way so uh, once we've mastered that self-assessment uh, it's then recognizing it so quite often we do self-assessment in retrospect um, so you know we get to the end of a project or a period of time we do that self-assessment you know I do monthly self-assessments quarterlies and, and yearly assessments of the progress I've made and the goals I've achieved or not achieved throughout the year and look at them and that's and that's brilliant that's a really good way but if we want to take that to the next level we kind of need to self-assess in real time so as your mood is dropping kind of self-assess realize that do something to pick it up if you're chairing a meeting uh, in your job and you feel the mood darkening because there's, you know, there maybe there's some negativity, maybe you've been discussing some issues, you need to do something to break that funk and, and get back out of it, whether it's just a five minute break, whether it's doing a fun activity or something, you know, recognizing in your relationships, whether it's with your partners, your friends, your family, whoever, um, that if things are feeling stale, if you're kind of falling out of contact, what can you do to, to kind of pick that back up again and assess that so that you don't get, um, you know, five years down the line and you realize actually a load of people you used to really enjoy spending time with have kind of dropped by the wayside purely through no intention of your own or theirs. Um, you kind of just let that slide. So um, you, you can kind of self-assess that as it's happening and do, do things to put it right. That's what's going to take you to that next level. That's what's going to get us to that life that we really love uh, and making sure that we're as happy as we can be because um, that by giving ourselves an honest self-assessment of where we are, um, you know, allows us to put those corrective actions in place as soon as possible so that we truly can live that life that we love. So um, the key takeaways today, I suppose, uh, uh, you know, let's stop the Hulk smashing, whether that's emotionally or physically. Let's certainly not smash things uh, physically in the office when we have bad moods. Uh, you know, we all want to smash things, but let's try and avoid that. Uh, let's try doing it emotionally to ourselves and to others. So let's be careful with our inner self-talk. Um, let's not criticize ourselves overly give ourselves a break you know we're, we're hard on other people sometimes but we're usually harder on ourselves um, which can be detrimental to our well-being sometimes it can grind us down slowly but surely so we need to make sure that we don't do that we need to make sure that our words to other people are, are words to build them up rather than to break them down uh, positive encouraging words even when you're giving feedback make sure that it's constructive feedback and it's in a in a uh, form which uh, the other person can consume so uh, you know make it uh, uh, as easy as possible for them to take that feedback on board as opposed to 
just worrying and thinking you hate them or what whatever um, so we need to make sure that we um, use our words right to other pe- uh, pe- other people as well as ourselves we need to make sure that we take the opportunity for our 16,000 words a day on average uh, we need to make sure that we're using those positively and not negatively again for other people and for ourselves as well um, you know a lot of people forget about the impact that, that w- of the words we say to other people and ourselves as well so we need to make sure uh, that's the case um, we need to make sure that we stop catastrophizing for ourselves and for other people, um, that we need to make sure that we put our energy into the correct pl- uh, places. You know, we've talked many times about focusing your energy and not spreading it too thin on the pod- podcast. We've talked about where your energy flows. Uh, that's where your, fo- uh, where your focus is. That's where your energy flows. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. Um, we talked about the golf example and it's the same for everything else so identify those things that are negative that you're focusing on and try and replace them with the polar opposite of the positive thought of that so instead of thinking let's avoid the lake think let's land on the fairway Uh, we can do that with uh, lots of business uh, ideas relationship ideas as well so hopefully that's been really helpful for somebody today hopefully um, our, our podcast family are finding that useful Um, if you've got any comments head over to our facebook page and leave us a comment if you've got any ideas for future topics let us know as well Uh, we always like to um, hear hear uh, comments or feedback or, or suggestions for future stuff as well so do let us know hopefully you'll all have a great weekend hopefully it's going to be nice and sunny where you are hopefully you're going to be able to get out spend some time uh, in the fresh air for a change i know we're still in lockdown which is difficult i think there's going to be some uh, changes being announced soon uh, that'd be interesting to see whether they kind of uh, ease the ease the lockdowns back again fingers crossed um, that we'll be able to start uh, mingling somewhat again like i say it was very nice for, for me to get out to the aquatic shop to buy some of the essential uh, chemicals and stuff i needed for my fish tank i'd kind of stockpiled a load so I, and i've done the same again so i'm good for another six months or so but hopefully i won't be uh, be able to get back out before that fingers crossed so uh, hopefully uh, wherever you are it's going to be a great weekend thanks very much for listening let's go and live that life that we love see you all next week